and how great it is and how yes. much you love Mappy Land. I we were talking about why Nintendo even bothers to put games like Mappy Land on the system. And we've talked about it before on when we actually talk about the game itself. I mean, and that is uh, and, and it's because it's cheap licensing. But you were saying, like, there's so many other NES games that they could put on there. And I'm like, that's true. And I think that, like, there's a bunch of, like, real classics that it's like, you know, people would love to play on on a service like that. But most of them are actually being re-released by other companies. Uh, the companies that actually own their IPs. Yeah. You know, like... You want to look at it and be like, why is there no, uh, why is there no Contra or uh, yeah, no Castlevania, no, no Castlevania, Man. no like, and so it's because well, Konami is putting out their own like collections of those things. Why yeah, is... same with Mega Man? Yeah, yeah, that's why there's no Mega Man. That's why there's no Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest. That's why there's no or Dragon Warrior, as it what as it be on the NES. So, like, there's so many things. Like, I was looking back at my shelf, and I was like, man, there's so many good games sitting over there that they could have picked instead of Mappy Land and Dig Dug 2. And it's like, oh, yeah, they don't own those, so they'd have to pay for them. And the companies that own the licenses for them are probably not going to be super happy about letting them go on Nintendo's service for free when they are trying to sell collections with them in it. I mean... So we're not going to get Mega Man and Castlevania and Contra and... I wish we could get, like, Rad Racer. That's Square. I know it's Square, I know it's square but... But then when has Square ever dropped Rad Racer? That's right. I mean. It's Rad Racer. And it was published by Nintendo in America, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it was, yeah. Um, when's, like, uh, cool. when's Anticipation? <laughs> We could we could just get like track and field without the power the power pad. Honestly, track and field too. Yeah, I play track and field too. Uh huh. Yeah, that'd be great. There's got to be other games that I, mean, I wouldn't play it for long, but I would play it. What? what a, man, there was a weird snake game. Um, had a dumb name. I want to say Rare made it. Snake uh -huh. rattle and roll. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Rare did make that. Like, they're buddies with Rare. Come on. Snake Who made Marble Madness? Like... Where's Marble Madness? That's what I mean. I mean, that game takes, like, three minutes to finish. It can't yeah. be It can't be that much, like... It can't be that big a deal to put it on there. So I still feel like there's a lot of games that they could just put out there that... I, I guess it wouldn't be as cheap as Mappy Land. I can't argue with that. But hell, why, why not just Star Tropics 2? Isn't that um, Nintendo? You would think. Like, that's theirs. Yeah, and the one is already on there. I, I suppose I don't... I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Did you uh, did you hear the rumor that uh, a, uh, a, a Switch Game Boy emulator has supposedly leaked? Yeah, do you... We talked about... Okay, so do you remember me saying that there was a rumor that the Game Boy or Game Boy Advance was going to get dropped on the Switch like two years ago? Yes. And now the emulator has appeared. Yes. And apparently it's legitimate. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that, it's, it's that far would make, as anyone can tell. That would make sense, though, for this year to, to put, out, put the Game Boy stuff out there. It, it sort of would, except that, like, 
they just dropped the Genesis and N64 stuff like not six months ago. Maybe they want to already increase the price of their $80 a year. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like they might, uh, it, it might honestly be as simple as they want to uh, keep adding stuff to that because they dropped that price at like $50 a year for an individual membership. And it's like, okay, so what do you, initially it was like, so you get like 10 and 64 games and like 12 Genesis games and the animal crossing DLC that you're essentially renting. Mm, Yeah. You're renting it. And it's like, wow, that doesn't seem like it's worth a $30 increase. Like you're yeah. literally increasing the price by like a hundred and fifty percent, and like, I was for just not very much stuff. I literally was just excited to play sixty four games on a decent emulator, <laughs> which it turned out to not be a decent emulator, <laughs> but it was good enough for me. <laughs> because you just wanted means, to use the controller because it meant that they were releasing the controllers <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But since then, they've added the Mario Kart tracks, and they've added, um, oh god, they added something else recently. Uh, I forget. I forget what it was. They, they, I don't they, know. They'll probably have something with Splatoon three. I feel like they added another like bit of DLC, and they're like, yeah, we're gonna make that. Uh, we're gonna make that free with the expansion pass thing. And now, the, and they've added a bunch of Genesis games since the initial drop. And one monthly, I mean, listen, they have to release Game Boy Advance in the next year because they're going to run out of 64 games that are, uh, that they can put out there. Yeah. That they own the rights to and are decent. By by the end of this year, there will be no more Nintendo 64 games to release. If they they keep going at like one or two a month. Yeah. If they do one a month, we're going to be out unless they tap into, uh, uh, you know, rare. Well, they like. They got Banjo-Kazooie, but I feel like they probably paid a premium to get Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, I don't know. They got... Well, well, who knows? Because Banjo was in Smash Brothers, so maybe that was part of the whole thing, too. Yeah, like, we don't know be. how We don't know how far back this emulation idea goes, right? It's Where, true, it's true. Uh, but I also feel like they would have shelled out extra for, for Banjo-Kazooie in a way that they would not have for, you know, Conquer. Yeah, I mean, they're never going to put Conquer on there. They're not going to make it that easy to play a naughty game. It's true. It they won't say happen. shit in that game. They say lots of naughty things in that game. They sure do. <laughs> Some of them are, are, are is is slang, so may, that's like it got by the yeah. It's like British ESRB. slang, so it doesn't yeah. like. So like, oh, kids, kids in America won't know what that means. Or the reviewers like, oh, <laughs> I heard that in the show once. I don't know what it means because <laughs> maybe it was before. You know, this is back before uh, they could just Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I don't I'm really pretty know what sure that means. there's a there's a there's a contingent of people around our age who learned about the word arse from that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no, I don't ever think they'll be putting the Great Mighty Poo on the, the 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 Switch Online service unless there's like a a child lock on it or something like that. But you but you you get my point. Yeah, here. yeah, like, like Jet Force Gemini, I think would be a more reasonable. But I, that's what even, I'm saying. Like, if they, if they I don't, gotta I don't even pay know. a licensing yeah, fee to Rare to get to get a game, I feel like the game to go for is Banjo Kazooie and not Jet oh, Force oh. Gemini. Yeah, that, no, I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing that they're not going to bother with with those if they have to pay them a premium for either of those. The only other one that we might get would be Donkey Kong. Which yeah, is 
more Nintendo than Rare in a, in terms of ownership, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a weird one, too, because, like, there was... You remember that weird period of time where, like... There's that weird period of time where Nintendo didn't own the rights to Diddy Kong. Yeah. Like, shortly after the Nintendo Rare split, where, like, all of the, like, Nintendo owned the rights to Donkey Kong, but Rare still owned the rights to all the secondary characters that they introduced to the Donkey Kong canon. Yep. So it's like, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, like, Nintendo has Donkey Kong, but technically... Diddy and Funky and Candy and Lanky and, and I wouldn't be surprised Dixie. if each, if like when they whenever they however they solved that if there wasn't like a a bounty for each Kong and Nintendo's like you keep the sixty four ones we don't give a shit <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> we don't want these Kongs <laughs> you can keep uh you can keep uh you can keep Lanky Kong and Kitty Kong and Chunky. I like Chunky, actually. Well, I don't have I a like problem with Chunky, any of them. I like Chunky, but that's because, like, Chunky Kong's, like, I always liked that his big move was that he just, like, his special move is that he just rears back and throws, like, a big-ass, like, Galactica Phantom Punch. Like, <laughs> and it would just, like, it would just, like, knock things back against a wall. Like, infinite, like, just, like, it was one of those things where it's just kind of like the, the punch lasers thing. Where you just hit them and they fly all the way back until they hit a wall. And it's like, yeah, that feels good. That's awesome. Man, I don't remember much of anything. You use it in, like, you use it in the final, like, K. Rule fight. And it's like a big punch out thing where you stand in the corner. Oh, and K. Yeah. Rule, like, charges you like bald bull. And you have to time your punch. And you just, like, slam them back into the corner. It's like, that. that's fun. I like that. I have a soft spot for DK64. I know that it sucks. And that it has like too many things to collect, and there's a lot, like there's a lot of problems with it. And Banjo Kazooie definitely seems like a more contained and and like focused game. And we actually talked about it in chat when I when we were playing Banjo Kazooie a few weeks ago. That um, the the problem with a lot of the rare stuff is that Banjo Kazooie was sort of like the sweet spot of like the collectathon but in a focused and directed area and then they tried to make everything bigger and better and it made everything more spread out and dk64 is kind of like the peak of that yeah i mean i i played about 50 percent of Donkey kong 64 and then i stopped and it's not because i thought it was bad i just kind of was tired of and wanted to play other stuff yeah it also that's came totally out, understandable it, yeah and, and well and it came out at the time where i was starting to really get into starcraft and diablo and stuff and i wanted yeah. to play online stuff online gaming what well, yeah and once you start finding the time sync games mm-hmm. right like you can't it, once you transition from playing like you know a hundred hours of gaming can be one game or it can be 25 hour games <laughs> right. and those are very different styles of what you're doing you know yeah I, you know i really like banjo Tooie in my memory I, I don't know if i would care about it as much now, I, I, I do hope that Nintendo ends up with Banjo-Tooie and Donkey Kong 64. Jet Force Gemini, I liked also, but I don't care if I ever play it again. I remember being excited to play Jet Force Gemini and then playing like three or four missions and then just dropping it like cold. 
I did everything and I got like a hundred percent. It was a pretty long game. Lots to lots to do and see. Like I mean it's rare on the sixty four, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's over the top in terms of trash to collect. Sure. Uh, but there was a cool mechanic where I don't remember anybody's name, but you could uh if you want co op my you could have like a like you had a little robot companion thing that was I think it was sassy, of course. But um here's that little flying computer looking thing. And you okay. could shoot with the other 64 controllers. So sometimes my sister would do that and, like, just shoot stuff on the screen while I was controlling the main character, and that was fun. A little, little co-op action in, in, in your Jet Force Gemini. And the multiplayer was... I, we, we played it a decent amount at a couple, like, sleepovers mm. where it was the, the you know... The, just the standard... multiplayer game du jour? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just the this just, just standard arena shooting. <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. No, I get it. Like, I I distinctly... Like, I didn't have, like... It's weird for me, cause, because, cause, like, the the window of time when you do, like, sleepovers with friends mm-hmm. is fairly limited. Like, you can't... You don't generally do it when you're, when you're really young, because you're just too much of a handful. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I, I don't know. Like, your mileage may vary, but, like, I didn't start doing, like, friend sleepovers until I was like 10 or 11. But then yeah, like once I hit like 14, I moved to Florida and then didn't go to public school there anymore and then didn't have any friends. So the period of time in which I actually had the types of sleepovers and like friend party hangout things that you're referring to is like three years long for me. So I did it like two or three times. Like that ever. makes sense. Yeah. But I distinctly remember that one of those. So there was one of those where like the games were Mario tennis and Goldeneye. Heck yeah. Which, which are great games to just sink all your time into. There was another one where it was power stone on the dreamcast. Oh, and man, then I think so I, I, I think I got into evolution, like the RPG. Oh yeah, I remember playing that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like I, played that I was game. I did not play the second one. I was the person at all of those sleepovers where I was like, "There's new video games and systems here that I don't normally have. I am not going to sleep." <laughs> like everyone else goes to sleep around me, and I'm like, "Cool, the console is mine now. I can play whatever I want." So I would play until people would start waking up and like the sun would come up and I will have just not slept because I was just playing all night. Got to play all night. And then I'd be like, I distinctly remember I was like on the I was playing through like the arcade mode of Power Stone and was on like I grinded and learned the whole thing. And and I got to the final boss of it and I had almost beaten him. And then someone came over and hit start on the second controller and it did it like arcade style where it's like a new oh, challenger has punched yeah. in. And then you lose all of your arcade, like you fight them and then you lose all your arcade progress. <laughs> and I like, I wanted to hit them. <laughs> People have all these stories about their friends doing stuff like that. And I've, I, I was lucky that I never had any friends that would just, I don't know, reset the game if they, if they were losing or, or uh, unplug a controller or, like, throw... Th- like, I don't know. There's yeah. just lots of stories of people having... Uh, people around them that were had were prone to either tantrums or being completely unaware of anyone else doing something. Well, honestly, like, neither of us... Um, 
neither of us knew it would happen. And in their defense, it was a fighting game. So the culture of like, you know, pick up the stick and, you know, start playing versus against the person playing the fighting game. Like for most normal people, the like playing against another person is is what you do in a fighting game. That's the point. Well, of sure. Playing but, but, it. but asking like, hey, I'm going to tap in. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have preferred it because I never did end up finishing it. But <laughs> I played a lot of Power Stone. That game was awesome. Yeah, that game's fun. Power Stone um, 2 was not as didn't didn't have the same magic because it was mostly more of the same. And the other one that I can distinctly remember, like the other thing that I got like way into playing at a sleepover um, is the Virtual Boy. Really? Yeah, I knew someone that Which had one? a Virtual Boy and I was like, which game? I think I think they had like they had tennis, which I think was the pack in title. And then yes. I think they had, like, Wario Land or something. Yeah, Wario Land. I mean, there's only, like, 12, 15 or so games for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wario Land is, was actually pretty fun. I have a Virtual Boy. It's fun. I like Wario Land. I was very excited about Virtual Boy. I There was also a... Uh, <laughs> I remember there was, like, a, a battery pack so you could travel with it. And that that's a, that's an odd choice to make. <laughs> Playing the Virtual Boy in the car. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm not sure who that was for. I mean, you know who it's for? It's for the per like I I nobody. I'm it's not convinced nobody. Nobody that this ever. is a real thing. Nobody ever bought it. Or no maybe people bought it, but no one ever said to themselves, I need to play this on the go. I distinctly like I distinctly recall when uh VR headsets started getting uh started getting popular. It you was mean, a like few the Oculus. It was a few years ago and like specifically the Oculus Quest, which was like the untethered one. Yeah. And like there is this 20 second 30 second video of someone like wearing it while driving and not like driving but like they're behind the wheel of their car and then they start the car and they just like start driving and rear end a car that's parked in front of them i feel like, like i feel like i'm calling uh I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on that it's like there's no way right I mean, it's like, like those videos I of the have... guy who's who who was like. Remember the old videos of of people that would. Uh, it was like a a reaction thing, like oh, angry dad comes in, throws all of his games, and then lawn mows them. It's like, yeah, you know, this is all staged nonsense. Like, there's yeah. no way that's happening. It's just so Listen, stupid. I have I have over the past few years become like depressingly aware <laughs> of how stupid people can be. Sure, sure. So, like, the oh, I'm floor saying... of what I expect people, like, could actually do out of a lack of, like, critical thinking mm -hmm. or, like, rational thought is that that floor is much lower than it used to be. However, like, this is, like, this is someone actually wearing the headset and just rear-ending a car in front of them. And then the person recording them doing it encouraging them because i think the idea was to like I, I think the idea was like i'll tell you where to go but they just hit the gas pedal and immediately just rear end a car parked in front of them yeah and it's like so neither of you thought this was a bad idea i mean it's just content that's all that is it's it's there's there's no way that that is a, a real thing like someone maybe maybe the person driving thought it was real but the someone in that scenario knew 
it was just for content. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. But even still, like, like it was, it was a fender bender, mm-hmm. but they're like, they still hit hard enough to actually like do damage. So it's like, boy, I sure hope the ad revenue was worth it. <laughs> Did I, I hope that content paid for itself. I mean, it's true. People are shockingly stupid. And I don't mean like they're dumb. You know, they can't do math. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking about just people's awareness of the world around them. Yes. The, and, just and who decisions they are. that get made. Right. Like, like let's jump a car off a, a, a sharp pointed hill. Yeah. With, you know, because it'll be cool to get that sweet air. Like yeah. not even thinking about the fact that what if there was somebody walking on the other side of it or whatever, right? Like there, there's... It's, there's an unbelievable lack of critical thinking for uh, an astounding number of people. Yes, correct. <laughs> it's it's like the it's like the laws of cause and effect just like sort of cease to like matter yeah. for a lot of people. Well, and there's something to, there is something to be said for it happening more often than before, simply because of how media is shared true yeah right i'm not i'm not trying to say social media is the devil here but i i do think it promotes but get off our lawns but well i mean i think it does i don't think people would have mass eaten tide pods if social media didn't exist yeah no you're right right like Like, that wouldn't have been a thing that occurred like a couple people would have tried it out and maybe their circle of friends would have tried it and then someone would have been like what on earth are you doing instead of making a video of them also trying it yeah right it's it's there's a there's like a nature of, of wanting to also be the person getting 10,000 likes or whatever it is. Right. Right. It's, 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 infectious. and it's like, and it's like the, the numbers and the attention mm-hmm. outweigh the reason why you're getting the attention. Right. Of course. It's you like, if it's, if a million people are banding together to say that you're a moron, at least a million people are paying attention to you. Sure. It's a million likes or views or yeah. Advertisements. Number go up. <laughs> It, so I think that th- there is something to be said for how social media is viewed or how it's promoted, even if it's not the fault of social media in and of itself, right? Right, right, It's right. kind of like blockchain. It's not that blockchain technology is bad. It's just NFTs are stupid. Yeah, it, the implement, like, the technology there is potentially useful and has a lot of utility to it, but the way that it's currently being implemented... And the way that it's actually, and the way that people who are really into it are are approaching it and trying to sell it to people is some Ponzi scheme nonsense. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I don't doubt that in the future blockchain technology will be used to really positive ends. It's just that's not what people are doing now. People's people's use for blockchain technology begins and ends at look at how much money you can make. You got you got to get your your ooblets or whatever. There's isn't there like some mobile game uh, that that recently got hacked by somebody and they're upset because they stole like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of. That happens or... like every week, dude. <laughs> Does it really? I mean, like it's either like. I feel like every every week I see like this blockchain platform got hacked for seven hundred million dollars or this game lost all of its assets or this, you know, you know, this database has been has been hacked and all of this stuff is lost. And it's like the whole 
one of the big selling points for people is how it's it's so secure and no one can take your possessions from you because it's algorithmically guaranteed and it's like people can just like people can just hack it and steal it easier than they can rob a bank yeah. i mean if if you can just lose your digital thing and then it's gone and also it's hard to trace because that's the design right it feels like there's a problem to me yeah, it I, kind I of feels like why. that all runs completely counter to all of the benefits that you said that there were. <laughs> like, I don't get how someone can look at that and be like, yep, that's for me. Yep. <laughs> it just is, it's still so confusing. Aside from the people that are making, I mean, at the top of the pyramid, they make a lot of money. So I understand that they're pushing it. But if you're not at the top of the pyramid, you, sh you should take a, you know, a moment and think about it for just yeah. a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to talk about NFTs though. Yeah, I'm no, I'm done with that. I, I apologize. It's okay. Like it's <laughs> it's good to it's good to work it back in and just, you know, crypto dunk every once in a while. <laughs> I don't I don't mind that. But it's not it's not worth too much of our it's not worth too much of our attention. No. Mm mm. Uh so have you played anything interesting? I already know the answer to this. You haven't. <laughs> I mean, aside from <laughs> aside from what we're talking about today, which I've just realized could be one of two things because we've prepared two games and we're going to record the second one later, but I don't actually know which one we're talking about today. Oh, I will we'll do the one I have that an assumption. you played first. Yes, okay. Uh, so we so the Ninja sleepovers. Warriors or the Ninja Warriors again or the Ninja Saviors or the Ninja Saviors Remastered or whatever game this is called. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, you're seeing the picture. So the, the audience already knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so you're talking about sleepovers and how you usually don't do them. Well, I just did a sleepover. And that's why we're playing the Ninja Warriors because my, my dear friend Matt uh, spent the night as he is in town from California. That's and cool. We, we played through that and some other stuff, but the uh, I bought a new game because I've wanted an excuse to buy this for a very long time, and I couldn't do it because I don't really care about playing fighting games. But like, mm. no, it's on sale. It's like $10. Okay. Well, I, think I bought the Ultimate Edition, so it was $15. Okay. Uh, so I bought Dragon Ball Fighters. Oh, yeah, nice. We had so much fun playing it. Neither of us knew what the hell we were doing, uh, but it was just we knew just enough to like do the moves yeah, and yeah. sometimes do something cool. <laughs> there was, since, since we didn't know the, I mean, we know the characters, but we didn't know what the characters moves were. Sure, there was yeah. one point where we both had like a sliver of life and uh, we, someone did a special and it zoomed in on my character and I was like, Oh cool. I, I got it off first. And he was like, Oh no. And then my character turned sideways and Chaozu was on my back. And we were both like, wait, hold on, hold on. What the Tien's ultimate move is to send his little baby ghost friend to explode on his enemy's back. Isn't it, though? <laughs> and we were just like, you can't be freaking serious that his ultimate move is to murder his friend. <laughs> it is, though. Oh, God, we laughed so Chao hard. Chao does not have any actual fighting prowess of his own. They pretend he does, but he always just gets his ass kicked. But, and then he's but, like, all right, I guess it's time for this now. But it makes it so much better that Tien's power is to yes. blow up his friend. <laughs> yes, because because here's why. Here's why, right? Because Chaozu is not an 
is not a good enough or interesting enough character to be his own character. And also his stature would like break the game. Yeah, he'd be it'd be cheating. Right. So they can't make him his own character. However, Chatsu's self-destructing to not do any damage to a thing. Isn't that I mean, always how that happens? Self-destructing in general is an important part of Dragon Ball Z. Because it sure people, is. Because they like to blow themselves up to then do nothing. Yes. It never works. It ever. never works. Why do they keep doing it? It because like because it's dramatic, I guess. I mean, it looks cool. The charge up part is fun. The art looks neat, and that's why they do it. Yeah, the, that, the, there the, you go. You answered nothing your else question. matters. <laughs> but yeah, like they have like Chaozu doing self destruct is an important move, but Chaozu himself isn't a an interesting enough character to be his own character. But he is tied in with Tien, who doesn't really have that much else on his own aside from like solar flare just, and tri beam. He just tri beams a lot. Yeah. And, like, listen, I like Tien a lot. Tien's cool. Like, that bit where he actually, like, pins Cell down with Tri-Beam is, like, that's such a good moment because it's, like, the only moment in Dragon Ball Z where any human character does anything useful. Yeah. Yeah, well, Krillin's arguably the most useful because him dying prompts the whole Super Saiyan thing to happen. That's true. (laughs) But but he didn't do anything useful aside from being weak. (laughs) I feel like at some point, like, he, at some point he landed a Destructo Disc. Uh, yeah, he cut someone's tail off here or there, whatever. On, 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 yeah, on somebody. Like, he might have, he might have, like, he might have done all right against a Cyberman or something. Oh, yeah, no, he whipped on some day. Cybermen. Yeah. He was so angry because they killed Nappa, and then he's like, Stay, hold me back, hold me back, bros. I'm going to kill these bean men. And then yeah. that's what he did. He killed the bean men with extremely slow moving energy blasts. It's pretty a funny scene, actually, because <laughs> like they're really slow. Yeah, but they're Cybermen. Right. So like <laughs> they're even slower. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just kind of there for can fodder and to make um, Goku really happy. Right. Or like, like when Goku comes back from the 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 dead or I guess he's not from the dead exactly, but like there, there's a scene from at the, the... from H. Phil. <laughs> where uh, no no he it's when his heart disease and all, everyone thinks he's gonna die and everything and then and then krillin sees him for the first time and they just get like this super big bro hug and gohan's just kind of sitting there yeah <laughs> that scene is so he's funny like i'm here too because oh. goku doesn't care about his children he does <laughs> unless not. it's unless it's story relevant otherwise nah his children and his wife are just there because they they were supposed to be for whatever reason he cares more about the reincarnation of boo than anyone in his family that's true Damn. <laughs> like the end of the series is oh cool i'm gonna go train this kid that no one else cares about you guys enjoy your life whatever <laughs> and that's like, the end of dragon ball Z. It, like if he had like adopted him into his family no and then like and then they had all lived together that sure. would have been like hey what a good guy no goku's but like, no he's like no we're both peacing out we're just going to leave because we need to train. We don't. I don't care about any one of you, especially you, Goten. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. How does this work? <laughs> In fairness, he was like, Goten was born while he was dead, so. Oh, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. There's, <laughs> that's, that's fine. Which is I... not an excuse to not care about him, but I, I understand that he doesn't have as much of a personal connection there. But he doesn't even really care about his own son that much. No, he doesn't. He, like... And no. he definitely cares about Krillin more. <laughs> Which is exacerbated by, like, 
Vegeta who starts the series not caring about anybody or anything. And then caring the most about Becoming everyone. like an absolute like <laughs> he's model like the, family man. Yeah, he's like the quintessential angry dad that really cares a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but doesn't want to show it because, you know, emotions are difficult and scary. So how many Gokus are in Fighter Z at this point? Is it like 12 now? There's every single Goku. Is that like 12? Because it at feels least. like there's a lot. Yeah, there's even <laughs> there's even the GT Kid Goku. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so that's cool. I don't know. There's there's Goku, and then yep. there's Goku. Yep. Um, I this think is Goku is in it. Then there's the other Goku. Goku what is, is there. Can you explain <laughs> to me, as someone who hasn't watched Super or, like, any of the movies or... Sure. Or, like, anything basically past Z. Mm hmm What in the hell is Goku Black? It's evil Goku. No, it's Why? actually not Goku at all. It's, uh, um, the Kai. It's it's some rogue Kai that I don't remember why because of time travel shenanigans or whatever. Of course. He, I, how does he get Goku's body? I think he, he takes Goku, I think he gobbles up Goku from a different dimension or something like that. I don't remember anymore. Uh, it was, I, I have to admit, I've watched Super, but I really checked out during the Goku Black arc. I thought it was stupid and boring, which is saying something because I really like Dragon Ball and I'll watch a lot of trash. <laughs> like, Fair. Uh, but I thought Goku Black was really dumb once they got, like, it was fun for a little bit and then I just, eh. So I don't remember. All I know is that it was a, a rogue time Kai that was doing naughty things and then they, they solved the problem by calling the weird baby children that run the entire universe galaxies not universe excuse me the universes multiples galaxies and they 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 help out because goku asked them to and then goku's like oh my god what if we had a tournament where everyone's life was at stake and they're like that sounds cool because we're we're eight and like well they look like they're supposed to be like little kids but you know they're all powerful deities that everyone's afraid of um so goku black is not really goku i'm not gonna lie to you i'm sorry i asked yeah, you should be. That's super. That's what happens when a fanfic becomes reality. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, I feel like most of Dragon Ball Z is also a fanfic that became reality. It was just that the fanfic was written by the original writer because he was making a lot of money. Okay, let's be real here. Dragon Ball is Journey to the West fanfiction. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I mean, that's why Chaozu looks like Chaozu because I'm pretty sure in Journey, there's like a... in, in in the story, there's a little pale monkey, or not monkey, a uh, human, white, floating baby thing. And I, I feel like that's what Chaozu is, because there's no reason why Chaozu and Tian are both quote-unquote humans, because they are humans in Dragon Ball lore. Sure. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. Why does Tian have the third eye, then? <clears throat> well, I, I'm I sure this is actually discussed, but, like... I, he's just human. Okay. Chaozu is a human, okay? <laughs> it's fine. These things it, are fine. None of fine. Those, I mean, like, he, like, it's fine. He can just be small and be wearing clown makeup. Yeah, it's cool. That's fine. Right, no big deal. He can float. It's cool. I, that's not really that that's, weird. They all can fly. That's True, not usually, even the weird part. <laughs> it somehow feels weirder when they didn't, I, just because the way that, because he doesn't really fly all that cool. It's, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Chaozu's just an odd character. He just feels weird to me. 
Um, you know, I thought about this earlier, and I was just like, you brought up Goku's heart disease. Yeah. And I was like, you know, there's something about that whole bit that always bothered me. What's that? Um, So the whole time travel, the whole time dimensional travel thing that's established when Trunks comes back. And sure. it's like, hey, you're going to die of uh, of this heart disease. Mm-hmm. And um, and we cured it, but we cured it after you died. So here's the medicine. Take this. It'll cure the heart disease that you died from. Yes. And then years go by and he doesn't take it. And then and then all of a sudden, like he starts dying of the heart disease and and is like suffering from it for like five days before taking the, like or five episodes at least. Goku is irresponsible. Before act, they give it to Chi-Chi. Spouses help their like spouses help each other take medicine on time on time all the time. I'm pretty sure Chi-Chi secretly is happy every time Goku is just gone and dead. <laughs> That's possible. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think... She likes to have sex with Goku, but otherwise, I don't know what Goku does for her. I think... See, I think she wants him to do more. And I think she holds out hope that he will. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's just like... She she likes the idea of Goku and wishes that he would like... You mean she likes the idea of a normal husband? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I don't think and, and she wants that normal husband to be him, and she's just eternally holding out hope that that'll happen, even though it obviously never will. But it's like, you know, it's that whole thing of, like, I can change him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a popular anime or story trope. Uh, I think also you're running into the wall of Dragon Ball storytelling. That's true. Because this is the same series where... In a in a single blast, uh, early Dragon Ball Z Piccolo just blows up the moon casually. No yeah, deal. mind you, the moon blew up in Dragon Ball also, so it's the same planet. I don't know when the moon was replaced, but it was. Then it takes Frieza. They probably wished al- it back with the Dragon Balls. Yeah, just casually on like off screen. That's fine. Yeah, honestly, that's 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 a reasonable thought. That's not even. That's not even. I stupid. mean, like in anything that happens in Dragon Ball, it's like, hey, this happened and then it unhappened. How did it unhappen, Dragon Balls? Right, that's cool. But Piccolo blows up the moon. Master Roshi blew up the moon. Frieza can't manage to blow up a planet. She needs like like a time detonation to blow up the planet. And all this is just for plot armor. None of it makes any sense. Like you, you can't watch Dragon Ball Z and think about it with logic ever. It's true. It's impossible. It's All you true. can do is laugh at what happens because it's funny. Like it's it's fun to talk about Goku being the bad guy because there's no way that Goku is the good guy aside from the fact that he happens to beat the bad, like the the morally bad guy he beats. Right, but it's he, always he is Goku's a morally fault. gray character who beats the morally dark characters. I, th- I think I think morally, <clears throat> I think morally Goku's as pure as pure can be. He's just also in- extremely. He just likes to fight, like okay. more than anything else. So, like, let's he's put more this on a pure... different. Let's put this on a different spectrum. Okay, Goku is the like, Goku is the like chaotic neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is beating the chaotic and or lawful evil? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's his role. 
Yeah, he just wants to charge up really bad. He really does. He just loves he just loves that 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 excitement. The one thing I never really understood in the Dragon Ball lore, and I realized they would just chalk it up to Saiyan Pride or some nonsense, is that Saiyan supposedly you know, they get way stronger after they get really beat up, right? Yeah. So near wh- death experiences increase their power levels. So why don't they just like Vegeta and Goku should have just sat there and grinded it out like an MMO player. Just oh, blast yeah. each other in the face. Over and like, over. Hundreds and hundreds of times. Yeah. Vegeta's sense of being they never run out of unless it's story plot relevant. Absolutely. Like level so 999 strong. immediately. They'd be like, no, let's be real here. It'd be like Disgaea levels of. of oh, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, nine, yeah, nine, yeah, yeah, yeah. 99 is. That's like end of Dragon Ball tier. Now we're fighting galactic things that also have random power levels. I, I with like four and five digits for their levels. <laughs> yeah, at least, at least. I mean, hell, there's the one episode in the Frieza saga where power level one million <laughs> or something like that. I think it was around that point that they stopped quantifying they power levels with numbers because they're like, this doesn't actually mean anything anymore. They're like, God, we're gonna have to truncate the episode titles. <laughs> Do we have to start doing this in scientific notation? <laughs> yeah. Power level 1E minus 6005. Yes, I relate to this number. I understand the power level here. Thank you, Dragon Ball. But so, so Dragon Ball Fighters is so much fun to play, even when you're terrible, as long as you're playing someone else that's also terrible. Yeah. I fight, most fighting games are like that, but... but no. DBFZ... Yeah, I, I agree. DBFZ has the extra... Um, has the extra benefit of being a, a property that you enjoy. Yes. Um, looks great as butter. Oh my God. Is flashy as hell and actually like is interesting and fun and has fun mechanics. Yeah. So like it, it's, it's, it's good. It's really good. And I, I can only, I haven't actually touched it myself, but I can see just from, I, I can tell just from seeing it. And, you know, I follow a lot of people who are really into fighting games and see how those matches go. It's like, oh, that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like what people are able to do. And it looks great and it and it moves great. And the only thing that's apparently bad about it is the online. Which, yeah, I don't care. I mean, maybe exactly. I care, you were playing couch co-op, so it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many characters and they all feel fun to play. Not that I have a clue what feels different since we're mostly just trying to punch each other and then do a special of some sort. Yep. Yeah. But I had a lovely time. I, I recommend it for $15 because that's, yeah. that's what it yeah. was. Or excuse me, it, you could buy it for nine fifty. I want to say, if you don't care about getting the uh, bonus characters, which I didn't actually need to purchase, but you know. I mean, the roster <laughs> is so big even without them. I can't say, I can't say no to, to Master Roshi. I want to play. I gotta play as Master Roche. That is, uh, it is fun, and it's one of those things like fighting games like this. Like Injustice suffers from this too, where it's like, boy, in the canon of this thing, this isn't a fight. Like oh, they right. have to make it evenly matched because fighting games. But <laughs> boy, is it not. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can be Yamcha, so. That dude, that dude stopped being relevant a long time ago. I mean, he got like Yamcha got his shit kicked in by like a by like a six year old Goku. Yeah, I and mean, he, basically didn't win a fight since Yamcha. Exactly. He has been he, the only thing he was ever decent at was cheating in baseball because he is way stronger than the average human. 
Oh, yeah. And even that he wasn't that good at. Right. Because <laughs> he was trying to, like, hold his power back for some reason. I mean, like, they got to <laughs> find the baseball. <laughs> yeah, but he should at least be good enough where he could, where, you know, he should be, he should be top, he should be the best baseball player ever still. Yeah. Yeah, like. Without trying. Because you know what it is? It's like, you have to, like, it shows that he doesn't have control over his power. Yeah, if, exactly. if his if his only if his only power choices are like maximum and not enough, <laughs> then he doesn't you know he doesn't have that precision control that he needs. Yep, and that's 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 Yamcha in a nutshell. Six year old Goku beat him up. He might have been like eight or nine. I don't know, but like I don't you know I have no idea. I don't remember their ages. I know Bulma's supposed to be like fifteen or something. Yeah, but she's also season. like clearly. How old is Goku in Dragon Ball? First, well, you might have to He's 11? Oh, really? Oh, yeah, actually, that makes sense, because he's only a few years younger than, than Bulma. But he's, like, two foot three. Yeah, but he was cute to draw. That's true. Like, Kid Goku's freaking adorable. <laughs> he really is. That's true. That's all that matters. Rule of cool. <laughs> like, and, and making him 11 just fit better. Because then they could, they could, you know, then he's 11. I don't know. Goku is introduced in the Dragon Ball manga and anime at approximately 11 or 12 years of age. Initially, he claims to be 14, but is later clarified during the tournament saga this is because he doesn't know how to count. <laughs> I love, I do love, like, those kind of, right, the, the, the way that he writes the characters sometimes. Like, just... It makes you laugh because it is just so dumb and, and Goku really is. He he just, he's a dude you can root for because he's, he is just pure of heart. He is just who he is, even if he's a megalomaniac that wants to murder everyone also. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't mean to be. So it's, it's okay. He it's, doesn't, yeah. He, he doesn't do it with malice. It's always just like, no, I just want to be stronger. Like... You heard it here first. <laughs> Genocide is okay yeah, yeah. as long as it's unintentional and or, you know, meant for, meant with, with, uh, you know, In the anime. best of intentions. In anime. <laughs> when it's Goku. When it's, when, well, also it's okay because Goku always makes it right. Yeah, and you he, know, it's, it's fine if, as long as you can just wish him back with the Dragon Balls. Like, like you know he's going to fix whatever <clears throat> problems there were, and the world's going to continue like nothing happened anyways. It's like the, everyone on Earth is always surprised when something happens. Like, oh, huh, that's weird. One of my favorite things about the evolution of where Dragon Ball goes is, like, the first arc of Dragon Ball, the entire series of Dragon Ball is about collecting the Dragon Balls to get one wish, and it's a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. And by midway through DBZ, it is something that like just happens off screen. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like, in, in some like, ways it is a, like a literal one line throwaway thing where it's like, yeah, and then when that was done, they grab they got the Dragon Balls and wished everyone back. <laughs> well, and it's kind of weird because the 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 Dragon Balls became more important in Dragon Ball Z than in actual Dragon Ball. Because, like, the Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball were mostly used as a, a joke to, to wish for women's panties. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's what they ended up being about. And then it was just kind of tournament saga and the Red Ribbon Army and stuff. 
But then it was like, yeah, but what if I could just rule the universe, though? Yeah, and then, and then the Dragon Balls became way different. <laughs> and he got he got his super gritty adult storyline. But then it, but, like, and that becomes, like, the focus of it. But what actually happens is Bulma fights efficient for an episode and gets six Dragon Balls. And then, and then it's afterwards, like you said, is, yeah, uh, we let Oolong collect them this time because who cares? <laughs> yeah. We have a, you know. We have, we have flying to... cars and a radar, and they're just sitting on the ground. So you could there's just a fetch quest now. Yeah. We still want Oolong to be on the show, so occasionally we'll make him get a Dragon Ball. So we right. can say he did something. And then, like, what are they actually used for? It's like, well, we had some big dramatic moments that would actually, like, change the course of the series. But we need to reset everything to status quo for the next arc. So, <laughs> and, we, and we want the Namics to play golf for, for uh, half a year. So, so just, you know, wish some people back for whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Oh, this dragon can't wish people back? That's fine. There's another dragon now. Yeah, okay. just go find the dragon that can. It's fine. Get, get the first dragon. Oh, that dragon can't do it. Well, that's fine. There's a there's a gold eternal super dragon. It's the dragon's yeah. father. It's okay. This dragon can wish anything. Then it turns do you out the dragon... Some, do you want to take some mail? Do I... I don't know. That's illegal. No, it's our mail. Okay, yeah. Like it's ma- it's mail that was sent to us. Yes, let's do that. I was like, I feel like we've been talking about DBZ for a half hour, which is fine, but <laughs> people, people, I don't have a good segue, so I'm just going to interrupt you and be like, "All right, mail time." Mail call. So yeah, the, did you want to say more about DBFZ? No, we were just talking about the evolution of Dragon Balls. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm good with that. If you're good with that, I'm. Mm-hmm. I am forcefully moving things along awkwardly. You're really, yeah, I was going to say this is, it's not quite forceful enough. So it does become super awkward. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Paperboy music. <laughs> Swoggles has a question. Hey, Swoggles. I don't say this enough. These questions are nice and I appreciate you sending them in so we have a, a topic of discussion that I can awkwardly segue to. Yeah, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, he sent a couple more questions uh, a couple days ago and uh, and it's really it's really helping keeping us keep us stocked up. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I actually rather like this question. Um, so he asked, let's say, all right, all right. Put your put your theoretical thinking cap on. Mm-hmm. Let's say ten years down the road, right, mm-hmm. or whenever it is, VR evolves to the point where it can track more of your movements, like full body movements, and you just need to do like general actions to make things happen. It sounds like he means sort of like if the connect worked properly. Mm-hmm. So like including walking and running, right? Yeah. What is a game that exists now that you would be most excited to play like that? Literally everything. I, I would I would love I so my entire I went to during my masters, like the first semester, I got a grant to buy VR stuff and the on the the uh on the god I can't think of what it's called anymore. Not on the trek. Think of what it is, but it was an omnidirectional treadmill, and I can't think of the mm. name. It didn't end up coming out. It, well, it came out like way later, but it was too late because I was like, uh, I need to defend my, my, my. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up doing something else, and 
whatever. So yes, that would be that would be awesome. The idea of VR, like where I could run and then jump, but I'm actually jumping like Mario. God, yes. that would feel so cool. I might you might throw up. I don't know how Mario doesn't just vomit everywhere as he like cartwheels and backflips, and the world is spinning all around him. But uh, I would figure I would, skaters, you know. Figure skaters go pretty high. I, I've heard that so it has to do with, like, the way you hold your your head. Yeah, but I'm not a professional figure skater. <laughs> well, I'm saying Mario doesn't throw up all over the place because he knows how to do all these acrobatics. Oh, I, I you suppose. You don't. Mario's also, yeah, but he was just, like, a fat plumber. And he could do it anyways. I don't know what training Mario's had. And he also, I, I'm not sure if it's really fair to compare a professional figure skater to what Mario does. I'm just saying that, like, yes, the only reason I bring up figure skaters away. is because, like, there are ways for people who do, you know, flips and spins and cartwheels and, and all sorts of, like, acrobatics like that to, like, keep their keep their balance and their... Yeah, and keep their, their sense of equilibrium. Yeah, intact, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're not... They're not uh, they, they don't forget which way is up. Right, exactly. But uh, that would be super duper fun. Now, I, I actually am not interested in VR games for the realism of like, I don't want to play a first person shooter in VR. I don't really care. I like, I, you know, horror that games. Seems like it would stuff. be like r scary, like traumatic to, even. Yeah. To me, I don't know now. So all of the violence in video games, promoting bad stuff. Most of that research is really trashy and bunk. What True. I don't yes. know is what it would be like to literally be walking around as if I'm a real person, having it feel and look like I am, and then I shoot someone in the face, and they yeah. they make it look real. I don't know what that does to you. I feel like there has to be something, there has to be a, a physiological response or psychological, well, both, that, that we don't quite understand. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't want that. But being Mario, that sounds awesome. That sense of movement and, like, like the speed and how, how cool that must be. I don't know how, how that would work. So we're not going to worry about the logistics of it. Cause you don't want it to be like one to one. Cause you can't run as fast as Mario. You'll be exhausted right, right, right. as you, as you go through Delfino Plaza. Like you couldn't even do that normally, but yeah, but it's, it's, it, I think it's one of those things where like you would do a similar motion. Yeah. Yeah. And then the character and get would just the sort of like superhuman version of that. <laughs> that would feel so cool. I would love that. And so I guess I guess my the, the game that would be most exciting to me to play is some sort of platformer that's cutesy and, and fun. I don't I don't want, I don't want to be scared in VR. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> like being so I you know I did the 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 masters was actually on the um the the you know presence and all that stuff in while while playing uh, Alien Isolation and that was spooky enough. So so having it feel more real, I'm not I'm not into that. I'm not into that life. But yeah. playing a playing VR Mario, that would be fantastic. Or I could even I could see like a like a Zelda would be really awesome. Um I think Zelda would borderline on being scary though. Like some of those moments would be pretty spooky, but they could be done in a way where they're not actually scary. Like in terms I, of fighting some of those enemies and stuff. Or like Ganon, like like Ganon in real life is is terrifying. Yes. Like what that would look like to fight if you yeah, if it absolutely. felt real. But yeah, like he's a huge dude. Good. Yeah, and he's usually very scary looking. Like, yeah. as, even as just a cartoon, especially in. Uh, did you fin you didn't play Breath of the Wild all the way through, right? No, or, I played. Uh, how about Ocarina of Time? <laughs> Ganon Ocarina of Time is a, is a freaky looking thing. Yeah, if you he were is. like underneath his 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 crotch trying to hit him with <laughs> his tail. Hit his oh sword. yeah, like yeah, like like transformed monster Ganon. 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not Ganondorf. I, well, I mean, he's he's also kind of scary, but he's also kind of like cool scary. He he doesn't he doesn't he wouldn't make you. I mean, he is intimidating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a good use of a word that makes sense as opposed to just string together a bunch of things. I mean, like, I I I always remember like paying particular attention to Ganondorf's nose because he has that really long, like almost hook nose. That 64 nose. The 64 nose, yeah. <laughs> those those triangles are very sharp. Yes, yeah. Good old polygons. <laughs> I, so like... I feel like the answer for you is nothing. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, so I've done a little bit of stuff in VR and like, I, I get the novelty of it. it. I kind of like... Anytime you have video games with a non-standard control scheme like that, there will be one or two games that I really attach to for, like, maybe a month or two. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, that's it. Yeah, and then I just, like, you know, the laziness will set in, and I'll be like, I don't feel like doing this anymore, and then I'll stop. Yeah, I get that. Um, it's like, I, you know, I want to play a video game, but I just want to sit down with a thing in my hands. <laughs> and not move further than, like, my wrists. You know, <laughs> you don't need video games for that. <laughs> Although I believe the category is really popular on Steam. It is. I got uh, I got recommended one the other day when I was looking through my I was I was looking through my um... I just oh, my God, I, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but I just realized why I was I was you said you were recommended. I was like, man, I get recommended all these games constantly. I'm like, I don't understand why. And I think it's because I bought you one as a joke that time. Yeah, and I and I I refunded it. Yeah, yeah, you. That's. That I was is, like, no, I'm not doing this. So to put that into perspective, you were going to be playing it on a Steam Shuffler, and obviously, I knew you were right, going right. to cancel it. So I was like, oh, that would be funny if it popped up. And I, but it was more of just you know a joke of you being like, I'm not accepting this time. I'm canceling it. But I yeah. think because I bought that game for you, I get suggested almost exclusively those games because i don't buy anything on steam so that was like the most recent thing i purchased oh it's like because you're into this <laughs> so, so and like, nothing else when i open up my steam it's whatever people are playing and you know like the top two games are like elden ring or something then it's like 10 porn games and then it's some uh like a stardew valley-esque experience it's like oh god i've never played one of these i've never purchased one but now this is what steam thinks i want <laughs> So I got recommended a game that I legitimately was like, oh, that looks cool because it's like a little like it's a little it's a little like retro, like 16 bit art, like Metroidvania looking thing. Yeah. And the game is called like Castle in the Clouds. Oh, that's and so I clicked neat. on it. I was like, it looks cool. That, oh, I know what you're talking about. Sex. I know exactly what game you're talking about because it was recommended to me, too. <laughs> just like hey yeah, I, I thought the i get like cool. recommended like 11 normal games and then this one thing and i'm like hey that looks fun that looks like yeah obviously it's got like some scantily clad art yeah, yeah. On, the, on the on the cover but nothing that looks like out of out of the ordinary yeah. and then like i i watched the trailer for like 20 minutes and then there's just a straight sex scene and i'm like oh 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 <laughs> Because yeah, before I, that, it's just like, you know, the model is totally naked. platforming combat stuff. I, your model looks completely naked, though. <laughs> it looks like Ivy from uh, yes, uh, Soul yeah, Calibur. It, like, 
Yeah, I definitely, like, I could tell from the start that they were going for, like, oh, yeah, look, you got, like, a, you got, like, a little, a booby bounce character. Yeah. And you're all scantily clad, because it's a, because, you know, because it's a, it's a girly game, and, <laughs> and then, like, and then it straight up just cuts to, like, yeah, no, there, here is, like, an actual, like, 16-bit pixel sex scene. <laughs> with like everything everything out in the open and i'm like oh okay all right like this isn't like this just got bumped up a rating like there Wait. is that like there's that like sort of lewd but still like okay for store shelves level which is where i thought it was oh no this is this this game goes this game goes much harder than that like i thought it was like I thought it was like uh what's 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 it called? One Chanbara? Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, oh yeah, yeah you like got a... your, you know, you got your girls in your bikinis doing your like chainsaw combos or whatever. <laughs> no, it's straight up animated pixelated. It's, yeah, it's straight up just like the game you get from that one floor in soft map. <laughs> Yeah, the top floor. The top Actually, it's floor. Not the, it's not the top floor. It's like the second to top floor because the top floor is reserved for uh, something much more nefarious. Well, it's really, maybe nefarious is the wrong word, but it, uh, at least it's uncomfortable because it's not always with consent as those photos are put up there since they are typically like those strange upskirt things. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the top floor. Of, that's the top floor. I usually, I guess that's not soft map, is it? That's a, that would be a different a different department store next to soft map that's yeah no that's true too <laughs> so maybe top store of soft map would be these would be this experience <laughs> it's it's the one with the 18 plus curtain in front of it anyway <laughs> but the, but the weird inflatable inflatable doll holding the curtain up. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh yeah real subtle <laughs> <laughs> oh no what happened why, why did i go here where did we where did it's all swaggle's fault this is the game oh, you want yeah. vr oh dean i didn't i would not have expected you to go this route for vr how no, is, did i not get actually here this from is, there this is not how you got here you were you were you were talking about how you wanted um you you uh when there's a new control scheme in a game you kind of you you, oh, you yeah. tend to get bored after a bit, and right. then I made a joke about you know you don't need that. Cause yeah, because I was wanna, like I want to just sit down with a thing in my hand, and you were like yeah. ha ha ha, and not move it above the wrist or something like that. Hey, you need more than a wrist. Anyway, <laughs> so where I was going with that is you. I I played some boxing games. Yeah, yeah. Remember we talked about that before. And boxing games are, like, really kind of exhausting to play. Man, they are. But in, like, a good way. It's like, I feel like I get a good workout, and then I'm, like, really, really exhausted afterwards. I mean, um, boxed. But I also feel like they're pretty close, but also, like, the head tracking and, like, the slips and everything that you, like, you feel like you want to avoid the, like, the incoming punches or whatever with just, like, really subtle head slips or footwork or something like that. But you can't really do that. You have to either, like, your positioning has to either be controlled by, like, by stick, like, the stick on the controller to sort of, like, dash left or right. And you can kind of, yeah. like, bob and weave a little bit, but you can't really change your positioning where, like, you know. Well, a lot of times you have to make exaggerated movements, which yeah. feels off. 
So I feel like, like, boxing games can be a really close to being, like, exactly where you, exactly where this would need to be. And, like, with a little bit more precise full body tracking could actually be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, that is... Sports- Sports that, games in general might be kind of neat, especially yeah, for yeah, someone yeah. who doesn't want to really play sports. But it's it's kind of fun because it's still kind of a midway point, right? Like yeah. you don't want to go necessarily out on a field or maybe you don't have people to play with or you don't want to, you know, or you don't have like the actual physical skill or ability to like go out and do that yourself at a level or, that you would be happy with. Or you want like a cartoon version of it, like like... Or yeah, you know, to like, do like NBA Jam stuff. Yeah, well, that would be so cool. Actually, though, wouldn't that be fun? Actually, doing your big windmill dunk <gasps> would be super cool. <laughs> yeah, like, to me, that would just be a blast. I would yeah. really love that a lot. You want to talk about getting sick from doing like flips and stuff, though? Oh man, doing that yeah. big like fifty foot somersault dunk <laughs> with They'd the have ball to... on fire. I wonder. You know, obviously, it's all theoretical, anyways. So I wonder what they would, how you would handle that. Cause you couldn't, you couldn't just, you, you would, you would actually just fall over in VR. Yeah. Like you yeah, would yeah. have no sense of yourself anymore as it was tumbling around. So I wonder if they'd have to like pull the camera away from your character from it. But that would be, that would be really messed up too. I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Yeah. It would, it would kind of defeat the purpose if you had to go like third person for a minute. <laughs> I and I know you... that like, you know, I, I've seen enough of it to know that like, the feeling of like the the sensation of falling in VR, yeah, is like it's that very is real. yeah that feels real. That's and some of the first things that they did in in VR when they were first uh, um, showcasing what VR could do like a very very long time ago. Yeah, uh, they <laughs> there's a there's a funny story about where they had you know it's like a normal convention so it's a bunch of people in suits and stuff and they they had this guy put on a headset before really this is a long time ago like you know. Um, early 2000s and maybe even late 90s but i want to say it was early 2000s but anyways mm. there's a they had they have the person put on the headset they have him standing on a plank like a mm-hmm. piece of wood and he's looking down everything's cool then they remove the plank and he's between two buildings and they, they had to stop doing the demo because people kept diving forward like straight up le- like launching forward like into the the desk and stuff yeah yeah they they they're that you just that's your reaction right you you think you're safe everything's fine then it's not so and that's back when you know it was just think about what graphics look like 20 years ago oh yeah 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 <laughs> and then think about what those graphics would have looked like in an even lesser platform because it's you know vr so a lot of hard or a lot, like software and hardware was being used to make that happen in the first place so if it was what we're talking about is actually way beyond vr like i feel like what what we're saying here is not even about tracking VR movements and it's, it's like literally being in, it's, it's more like you're asleep and someone has, uh, put something into your spinal cord, like your brain stem to, to simulate what this would be like if you were not like the matrix, like, like, cause, cause I don't know how you would ever be able to do this without that level of, um, connection. Cause just tracking your movements, you wouldn't, you still wouldn't be able to do windmill dunks and stuff. Right. <laughs> like yeah. if, if you tried to do a Mario backflip, you're gonna fall on your head because you, well, you might. Well, I, I to think the idea would be like you don't have to actually do those things one to one. Of course, you of course. can do like you know simulated movements that like pick up properly. 
No, I, I, I agree. But I still think there's going to be – it's going to be weird. Like, you need so much space. I'm yeah. not sure. You'd need, like, a whole room, basically. <laughs> like a padded room. <laughs> I think that – I, I guess what I mean is, is there is – in 10 years or 20 years, I think that this is still way beyond, what, like, what I'm envisioning in my head talking about it. Uh, and, and I wonder if – let's just say that basically what they did is they made movement happen normally in, in VR – yeah, and, and maybe you, maybe you don't get to you know first person when uh, he's on fire dunk right, from, right from the other side of the court. I think if they just perfected movement, then even just playing things like Skyrim and stuff would be pretty amazing. So it didn't feel so like you didn't have to do the weird teleportation movement in VR because that that sucks. Mm-hmm. That stuff sucks a lot. Yeah, um, I don't know what made me jump onto the, the the idea that we were we were we were getting grant like bigger even bigger than what was asked of us in the first place. <laughs> I mean, this is this is very typical for us answering questions is like <laughs> diving fully into semantics. Yeah. Yeah. And then like answering like versions of questions that we weren't asked. <laughs> but that like but that we sort of like built up for ourselves out of like the scenarios of out of the scenarios that we're considering to try to like narrow that question down to something more specific. And, we're, yeah. and we just latch onto one of those possibilities and then start <laughs> answering that question. Yeah. yeah it, it does feel like that's where we're at right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, doing a, doing a big Mario VR that works properly would be fun. Mm-hmm. And I, I would, uh, I would enjoy a number of different sports game titles if they were actual, like if they actually worked properly. Speaking of which, like, this is going to be way out of date by the time this uh, podcast comes out, but uh, Nintendo Switch Sports happening. Heck yeah, it is. So, it's like, up, that's... It's sitting on my Switch ready to go. I can't I can't wait to golf or uh, uh, bowl some people. I might... See, like, I don't have time to play things, but I might soon, and, like, I feel like doing Nintendo Switch Sports would be a relaxing thing that I could do for, like, a few minutes and just have a good time. That's that's what I'm going to play. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to sit down and <laughs> and and uh, learn the game. I want to just boot it up, play it for five to thirty minutes, and then be like, "That's great. I'm good." See, that's a thing for me. Like when I played when I played Wii Sports Resort, I picked a couple of games that I liked and I grinded them. Oh yeah, no, no, that's that's not for me. Like I got the like. I learned all the mechanics. I learned all the, you know, the AI exploits. I got the rank up to maximum. Like I just played them. And that's kind of how like I tend to sit down and play anything. Sure. Which I think is probably why I shy away from games with movement controls is because that's like a lot more effort. <laughs> yeah. It is. Like physically effort to I mean, like sit down and actually like get my physical motions right. And just sit there and play this game for like three, four, five hours at a time because I'm just doing it over and over and over. Yeah, I think I will be perfectly happy losing to the 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 person that is willing to do that. Like when I played the demo, I got totally well. Okay, I made it to like the last round in or the second to last round in 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 bowling. Oh, that that was cool. I didn't win. Mm. I was I didn't I didn't. It was like you know they they get down to like a best of five, and I think I made it to that. And then it goes to best of two. Or maybe it was best of four. I don't know. Um, and, but then, then I got to play someone that was really bad at the the 
oh shoot what's it called the sword fighting one oh uh, uh chambara or whatever yeah, yeah yeah yes and and i played one person that was competent another person that was just waggling that was super fun because i knew a little bit more than they did yeah and i'm i'm okay with that i, I will just be an average we sports uh enjoyer <laughs> I Not am excited Chad. for the possibility that we get the like first halfway decent volleyball game in like 30 years. Is volleyball in it? Yeah. It's like the it's like the game I'm most excited for. Oh, I didn't even know that. I don't remember what I pl- I played tennis. It's the game that they like it was it was really cringy, but they did it in the Nintendo oh, Direct. Oh, yeah. With the... That's right. <laughs> I love that you remembered it as soon as I referred yep. to it as cringy. Yeah, well, I mean, it was. I, I do. I remember that Direct part, though. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing that they showed off. And then they showed a little bit of soccer. But they did the whole bit in the Direct where they <laughs> yeah. did like a whole five minute, a whole five minute thing of, uh, of them playing... Uh, of them playing volleyball with someone <laughs> kind of trying to do sports commentary, but in a very sanitized Nintendo direct kind of way. And it didn't <laughs> land at all. In a way only Nintendo can do. Yes. Is it? So, yeah. Okay. So soccer, I know some of them are not going to be there at launch. Cause I, know, the only one sense. that I know of that's not going, that's like coming in later is golf. Okay, it's just golf that's coming in later. That's my understanding. I, they, I think they've said that they will add more stuff later, but the only thing that is announced that we know is coming that isn't going to be there at launch is golf. I, I, I Soccer looks really fun, too. I know it's just Rocket League, so you're not interested in it probably as much as uh, I would be. Why would I not be interested in Rocket League? No, 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 because you already have Rocket League. It's sort of like I oh, have the better yeah, version of this game or whatever, right? Or the version that you can play more it's it's a little it's sort of that easier way you can just kind of grab a controller and play it whereas it's yeah. going to be more physical obviously yeah no so that's, I'm that's what i'm interested uh but i i am excited to i'm just excited to try out all these 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 games and th- stuff and I, I i'm looking at the website now and it looks like bowling there's like some mini games with bowling where there's there's obstacles you can bowl around yeah like ramps and stuff you know there's a ramp there is a there was a version of that in uh, in uh, Wii Sports Resort where oh. you have to like there's I mean it's basically just walls on the track and then you have to and then you have to sort of like spin around them to hit the to hit the pins on the other side yeah so it's a simplified version of that um, but this looks you know this looks like there's way more going on so I'm I'm actually pretty interested to do to uh, mess with that too. Yeah, this this is this is a this was an easy purchase for me. Even even if I don't end up playing it for, you know, 100 hours or anything, I don't. It's it's cool. This will be one that I know will be fun to play uh like if I come to visit you guys or something like that. This would this oh, would yeah, be one to mess around with. It is an ideal like let's throw on a game and and it's a party game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much I'll actually end up playing it on my own outside of the first couple like the first week and a half or so or two weeks mm-hmm. because then I'm leaving for for um uh for brazil but i it's i it is definitely one that i will go back to as they've released new stuff or as if people come over i mean not that i really have anybody over so (laughs) no i know what you mean it's it's it is a game that will have a long tail of enjoyment you don't have to play it a bunch in the first week to justify its purchase 
Exactly. And you can just go you... and pick it up and play for an hour, like five years from now, and it'll still be fun. <laughs> and hey, it sounds like the Switch is going to be around forever. I mean, eventually <laughs> they got to do something. But... Forever. You know what? How wild would it be if the Switch 2 actually has full backwards compatibility? I feel like it should. I hope so. I mean, like, you think about it, the Wii was really successful, and then the Wii U came out with full backwards compatibility with the Wii. And the other reason the Switch didn't is because they just reported all the games to Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope Nintendo Because no one bought the Wii U, so they were like, what's the point of putting backwards compatibility in it? No one has these games in the first place. I I have high hopes that Nintendo is going to go that route of, hey, this is your account, and you can use your stuff with it. And, and they don't works. have a great track record for that in their last two or three iterations, but like maybe they've learned. Maybe. I just, I'm only saying it because it seems like they care more about having this whole online aspect finally. Like, hey, here's your account. You can, you can use your points to buy avatars. We want you to be mm-hmm. part of this service that we're, yeah. we're offering. So I, I just hope that that, I, Man, it will kill me. They're if finally they're... starting to get to the point that Xbox Live hit in 2007. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will be seriously bummed if the next console comes out and they're like, oh, hey, on this console, you can play Mario Brothers. It's a Nintendo classic. Yeah. <laughs> and then they release them piecemeal again. Like, that would just, that would that would grind It's what tears. they've done every time so far. And I know, it's... but I have high hopes this time, okay? Even if it's completely unwarranted. It is unwarranted, but like, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's unreasonable to hope that they do just because they have more robust services built out this time than they have in the past. Yeah. So like they have an actual, like people are using these services. So there's a reason to carry them over in Mm -hmm. the same way, but like, boy, it would be just like them to just throw it all in the trash and start over again. I God, really would... hope they don't. Yeah, and if they do, they better not release Mappy Land again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a word from our sponsors. All right, so I, I have a question for you. Um, All right. Had you played this before? Had you no. played the Ninja Warriors or the Ninja Saviors or whatever the hell this game is called on whatever platform you have it on? No, I don't even know why I looked at it. It was on sale, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I opened up, like, oh, hey, that looks pretty cool. And so I Googled it to see what it was. I was like, oh, this is a remake of an SNES game. That sounds like prime podcast material. And yeah. Matt and I like playing beat-em-ups, so. Which is apparently is a remake of an arcade game. And the arcade game is way, uh, well, it's not that different. Well, it's a lot different, but also not that different. But it's also from a you know, 1987 or something like right, that. Yeah, yeah. The graphics on it in 1987 are pretty rad uh, in the arcade. Yeah. I but, bet. Uh, but yeah, so I played this co-op. This is, this is, this is back in the era where like arcade graphics were the gold standard. Yeah. And these look, these are looking pretty good for, for 87, the sound quality or the sound effects, at least in the video that I watched of the arcade playthrough. <laughs> oh man. Some of it's real, real painful. Mm. Yeah. But yes, I, I I played the the remaster, which came out in 2019, I think. Um, okay, so tell me, what is the name of the remaster? Uh, I don't have my console on. Because like the because <laughs> I played the, the SNES n- version, which I think is called, which the game appears to be called just the Ninja Warriors. But I've lo- I looked it up, and apparently it's also 
called the Ninja Warriors again because it's like the console remake. Yeah, so you played in America. I believe it's just called Ninja Warriors. Okay, not even the Ninja Warriors, just yeah, Ninja like, Warriors. Like the Super Nintendo box art is Ninja Warriors. That's, I think, what it says on the title screen too. So that checks out. Then I believe the arcade game was the Ninja Warriors. Okay. In Japan, it probably was called the Ninja Warriors again, maybe. I don't know. Then the remake is called, in Japan, the Ninja Warriors once again. Okay. And internationally, it's the Ninja Saviors right. Return of the Warriors. Jesus. So I played Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors. And the, I guess the, the co-op mode that I played was added for that, that for, for, for the remaster, which I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it because I didn't actually play it this way, but I suppose there wasn't a two-player option. The, the title screen the title screen had two options, and it was normal and hard. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a... And the, and the two characters that I... There was, like, the two extra characters, which were part of the remake, too, that uh, I only saw one of them, but I didn't really play it very much. Right. That's kind of cool that they made... It's, it's a remaster that they actually added some new moves and some... Uh, the content, I think, is the same, like level level wise, I mm -hmm. believe is the same. But the the co-op mode is was was very fun. It was kind of challenging, though. But it was interesting because I've never seen a co-op game that had it where you just shared the life bar. Yeah, that's bizarre. And it's even more bizarre because sometimes we would get hit by something and both of us would get hit. So we both took damage. So it was effectively just taking double damage, which yeah. made some things really, really obnoxious. I bet. Uh, yeah, but, it's always interesting when we do podcasts where we play like significantly different versions of a game. And sometimes yeah. we do like just it was ported to two different consoles. I think we did Earthworm Jim on like Genesis and, and SNES. Oh, yeah. Oy. Um, And we, we've done that with a couple of games before that are on like two different platforms. We just sort of compare and contrast. James Pond. I was about to say James Pond, the, 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 the classic. Yeah. We did we did it with that one too. But this is way different because I don't know that we've um I don't know that we've done one where we've played like two versions of a game released like twenty-five years apart from each other. Where it's like the the original it's not even the original. Like I played they I played a remake of the arcade version. I'm deliberately calling it a remake because it's not an arcade port. They actually no, it's definitely not a port. Built the game. It is, it, and it's a better. It's a better game in a lot of ways, in every way. For the SNES version in '94, and then you are playing the remake of presumably that version of the it game. It is. It is the remake of the Super Nintendo one because from the stages were the same. Like I okay. knew what you were playing and doing and stuff. Yeah, the whole time. So, um, boy, you want to sure beat him up? What's that? This boy, this sure is a beat em up. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beat em up. It's, I, I mean, it's the first beat em up I've played that maybe that's not true, but I feel like it might be the first beat em up I've played where it's there's no, uh, um, there's no like y axis. Oh, yeah, there's no like, yeah, there's no like vertical space. There's, no, there's no vertical space. Yeah, there. Hmm. I mean, I guess I played Tales of, uh, God, it was a P the Legendia or Legendia. It's, it's such a bad Tales game that their battle system was set up that way, where it was just a just exactly like this. Uh, oh, just like single horizontal axis. 
I think so. I'm pretty sure there wasn't vertical. It was it was not a good game. So I guess I've played I mean, beat 'em ups that have original tale like tales of like the early tales games are all like that. Uh, Fantasia's like that. Destiny's oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it gets chaotic, but like you know, I like those games, but I also like those games in like 1999. So. Well, I, I think leg, leg, the story of Legend Yard is not good, which made well, which made yeah. everything color poorly when you're playing yes. an RPG for the story. Yeah, Tales of Fantasia's story is great, but that's not what we're. I'm trying to think of another beat 'em up that is only on that one version. I know they, I know they exist. Oh, maybe, maybe like Muramasa. Uh, maybe isn't that isn't that on one? Pl- I mean, you can jump and stuff, so there's a lot of verticality, but it's not. The plane, I think, is... I don't remember being able to walk. God, it's been so long since I played that. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time since I played it, too. Um, I didn't play it that... I didn't I didn't beat it or anything. So, just... actually, one game that does only have the one axis, which I compared this game to a lot when I was playing it, is um, the Power Rangers. Oh, okay, I never played Fighting that. Fighting game for SNES, which I would like to cover for a, a podcast at some point. Sure. Um, it's so similar to this game that I feel like we should space it out, but, like... <laughs> okay. But it, it has a very similar feel in a lot of ways. It is only on the one axis. It's on the one axis. It's got uh, it's got like a lot of it's got a lot more moves than it looks like. Um, this has more moves than that. But the sound font is identical. The sound of hitting things is identical. Oh, that's interesting. The explosion sounds are identical. Um, th- this game clearly uses the same sound font. And so despite having never seen or played it before, it still managed to give me like a sort of nostalgic feeling. Did who who made the uh, Bandai? Oh, of course, it was Bandai. Duh. Yeah, because why wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah. So that was my first thought: is like it was maybe the same development team, but this hey, you is, know, speaking um, of speaking of development teams, do you know you know the the team that put together this game? What they went to do next? I have no idea. Uh, Wild Guns. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. Natsume, yeah. Yeah. And then actually the original team that worked on this game and then Wild Guns went on to do the the remaster of Wild Guns and then this game. And that so, also checks out. So that's kind of cool that it's like the same folks, at least at least in part, um, that made the original made the, the re-release friend that I yeah, played. Yeah, that's true, actually. Like, I, I reacted to that initially as like, oh, yeah, well, of course. But now I'm actually thinking about it in terms of like usually it's a totally different team yeah, that like just like breaks later. down a game and rebuilds it. <laughs> yeah. It's usually not the same people that get to come back to it and, and like make put their own put their own like new touch on on their old work. So that's actually really neat. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily make for a better product. It's just sort of one of those fun moments yeah, like, where you get to look back at something you did and be like oh you know what ninja could use a cool elbow drop which by the way looks awesome and i'm sad it wasn't in your version yeah <laughs> yeah that was a whole thing with like the the whole first half of the game like me trying to use moves that aren't there because they were added later yeah and i didn't know that because i didn't realize that they had added so much i i literally thought they just spiced the graphics up with the remaster right that's like, I didn't usually know what happens with a with a remake or a remaster is well, like, especially with, like here... a fighting game yeah. or, i mean a side-scrolling game yeah, you don't expect new content. You expect mm-hmm. the same game, but they sharpen up the graphics and uh, maybe they tighten like up the graphics on level three. <laughs> What's that? And what? Do you remember that from like that old commercial about like the about like 
it, it, I, they were advertising like I don't know if it was like a, a, a like a correspondence course or like a college <laughs> like a for profit college or something. But it was like it was like the whole like 80s, 90s, like learn to make video games commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady comes in and is like, hey, we need you to tighten up the graphics on level three. <laughs> Can you get the screwdriver out? Yeah. Yeah, it's like this it's clearly written by someone who doesn't know anything about how any of this works. But it sounds good if you to people who also have no idea how anything works. I actually feel like that's where they came up with that stupid Twitch ad for up leveling instead of just playing. Yeah, it's same energy. <laughs> yeah, okay. Same energy. Um but yeah, like usually you expect with something like this, it's like, we're basically going to re-release it, but we'll make it look a little better. Maybe we'll redo the music. Maybe sure. we'll get, we'll do some like very minor quality of life improvements. You know, we'll, we'll add difficulty levels and the difficulty levels are basically like you get more lives or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and not really significantly change the core of the game at all basically what we got with chrono cross yeah yeah and I, I think i think a lot of the game is unchanged but they added enough to make it if if, if you okay, were a fan well, of this game yeah and then you were to boot it up again i think you'd find a whole bunch of cool new stuff so like let's talk about what they actually added to the game like there are significant changes that make it that like make it a way different game than the original one that released because we're talking about like did they make the menu clear or maybe give some more lives and then, and then like change the aesthetics of it. And it's like, they added new moves for existing characters. They added new characters with completely new move sets. Yeah. They added multiplayer. The multiplayer is a really big thing. I, I imagine that would have been the, the, if, if this was like a childhood game of mine and then I saw there was multiplayer in it, it would have been very exciting for me. Like that's a, that is a huge, huge change and upgrade. Like that's like a game that did not have multiplayer having multiplayer added to it. I mean, like compare the addition yeah, I mean, of new moves, new characters and multiplayer in this re-release to Sonic Origins where they want to charge you like an extra $5 for like character animations on the title screen. Well, actually that's funny. Cause I was going to say Sonic origins kind of is doing something similar though, by letting you play as knuckles and Sonic one. Yeah. I think the price is, I think the price is a little high cause this game was, I paid like $8 for it or something. Um, yeah. So I think that the price that they're asking for in Sonic origins is a little, you know, outrageous yeah. for what they're asking. But at the same time, the idea of adding a character to a game is kind of, exciting like if, if if they released mario world and they're like hey now you can play as bowser through all the stages that'd be pretty rad yeah 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 but yeah. i know what you're saying it's it the the i agree that that they they did add i guess what i meant by the the core of the game wasn't changed is that the the levels are mm -hmm. the same and like what your the the goal is the same like the objectives and stuff didn't change but right the way that you can play the game is is, is a lot different now that's true right and adding yeah. two new characters, it basically doubles the roster because there's three. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's that's that would be really huge for for any fan of the game coming back to it. 
Yeah, so I'm really impressed that the, like that much effort went into it, especially for a game that like I'm sure it has like a cult following, but it's not. Oh, I had never range. heard of it, and I I mean I really love beat 'em ups. Yeah, I've played a lot of them, and I had never heard of this game before. Which doesn't yeah, mean I've that it's not much, a much popular worse game. Ones than this. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> there are a lot of games that are way worse than Ninja Warriors, and and I actually I liked the experience for the most part. Having no nostalgia, no ties to any characters, I thought it was pretty cool. I I, I thought that once I got into the fighting mechanics, it was mm-hmm. a lot better. Yeah, that was this that was the experience that I had with it too. Um, I I went through probably the first third to half of the game, feeling like it was kind of boring and bog standard, because there was more depth to the game that I wasn't seeing yet. Yeah, and I and, think that's what the addition of the moves that they added and mm-hmm. and the new one helps a lot with is that you can do more stuff right from right from the the jump. Well, here's the thing, like the the move list being like in the game cuz you at one point were like, yeah, I think you can oh, pause the game and get a move list. <laughs> yeah. But like realistically, I had um someone from uh someone from chat, uh thank you, you know who you are posted all of the move lists for the characters in uh, in discord and the move like there's like one or two moves per character that were added in the remake Mm -hmm. so it's not that significant but what that means is there is a huge move list for every character already that involve like different button combinations and inputs and they all kind of have like similar utility, but they work slightly differently. There's like, everyone's got sort of like some sort of dash attack. Everyone's got a, uh, everyone's got like a particular type of jump kick and like some sort of neutral jump attack. And they all have like a big special and like a little mini special. And, and they all kind of do similar things, but they're all like notably different from each other. The characters are, there's there's enough difference between each character that when you play the game, you will find one that, well, unless you hate all three, but most likely you'll be able to find one that kind of vibes with you. Yeah, and I and think the other ones that, may like, not. my experience was that I found one that vibed with me really well, and yeah. the other two didn't at all. Exactly. That's, and that's, to me, that's awesome design of a character, because yeah. it means that they're different enough where you can't just palette swap them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, when you're playing Streets of Rage, even... Like, yeah, you can play Axel and Blaze more or less interchangeably. Yep. Um, They are different. They've got different specials. They've got different stuff about them. But like, yeah, I mean, Axel, Blaze and Adam are all basically the same character. They are like 80 to 90 percent the same in terms of their capabilities. Right. Whereas all all three of these feel different. Yeah, they're completely different. Mm -hmm. And like. There is always the one. There's your, you know, there's your Max or or Hagar character <laughs> who is like the big slow one. And he's, you know, his attacks are slower, but he has more range. And usually he can pick someone up and walk with them. And that's <laughs> your that's your ninja. Yeah, um, it's ninja. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that the characters are named Ninja and Kunoichi and then Kamaitachi. So like you, ha- I never actually looked up what Kamaitachi means. I assume I it know. is. I assume it is an equally. Oh, it's a yokai. Okay. Ah. So essentially, uh, yeah, great. So 
your um your characters are basically ninja, ninja, and monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so yeah. That's that's all you get. Um so yeah, they all have like different enough move sets and styles where like I expected to just go in like most beat em ups and have like usually there's four, right? And I feel like the four are usually split into like male and female standard character, big character, and small fast character. Mm-hmm. Small yep. slash fast character. And even the big and small characters aren't that much different, usually. No, not really. But I in mean, just this the speed. case, like, I found my, like, I, I sort of rotated between the three of them throughout the game. Yeah, I think you gave find, each one like, a fair shot. Well, and also because I was learning moves as I went. So, like, I would discover something with one character, and then I'd be like, let's see what that button combination does on this other character and how we can use that. And right. that was actually really fun. Um, but I definitely found myself gravitating towards Kamaitachi towards the end. But then the final boss fight was like, oh, this fight is made for Ninja. <laughs> like, yeah, because you have to, I mean, it's kind of a dumb final fight, to be honest. It sure is. So Matt and I had to, we, we were kind of, we wanted to make sure we could get through a few games that we wanted to play. And so we got to the final boss and we, we went through it and I was like, what is happening? The boss is a life bar. We're not doing anything to it. I don't know what's going on. And we died. And I was like, well, let's try one more time. And we, I was like, I don't get what's happening. I'm just going to look up what you do. And and then the video, the dude threw the thing into the, the, the final boss's glass chamber. And I was like, uh, oh, we're getting turtles in timed. I got it. <laughs> 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 like it's just yeah, the, that's true that does show up in turtles in time yes yeah, it's, it's the the fight in the technodrome with shredder mm-hmm. wow is this game does this game predate that yeah no wait turtles in time came out after or before i think didn't it i'm looking it up now i feel like it definitely did oh way before yeah like 90, i want to wow, say wow 91 yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember it being really early because it was one of the only games I had on Super Nintendo for a while. Okay, so the big question is, is that boss fight the same in the original arcade version? That boss is not in the arcade, so no. Okay, so yeah. Er, okay, so Turtles in Time did it first. I don't think so. Hold on, hold on. I, now that I'm saying that, I... I it I does skipped. not matter that much. I'm curious because I sent you the, the link to the video, so I, I want to see now, but I don't believe it is. Because the arcade version is a lot different in, in many ways, but I don't believe there's any throwing mechanics. Oh yeah, that <laughs> would uh, that would change things rather significantly. Um, yeah, no, you just fight Banglar. And, I'm really yeah, around. I'm really upset that like I don't have a whole lot of attachment to like the actual story of the game and like. Although it was it was hilariously like <laughs> a little on the nose, <laughs> yeah, like... a, little, a little you know. A bit I just relevant. I just love the I love the ending where it's like and the and the people said history doesn't change or something like that or the future it repeats or whatever it was like oh yeah everything sucks it's basically the ending of the I game. I feel like <laughs> I feel like having survived a tyrannical like violent regime of fear and terror 
and then also surviving what amounts to like a civil war slash resistance coup to overthrow said regime (laughs) and then seeing that regime then also become the same thing (laughs) and like the people just casually (laughs) said some things never change yeah that's what it was was the people said some things never change like just casually yeah yeah, it's like it's like the like the the cartoon like eh, it's a living yeah and then the and then the the circle like the circle zoom zooms in on their face while they're doing a little shrug, and then you get the like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we're we're talking about like you know the endless war and oppression of the people, and they're like, well, what are you gonna <laughs> Dang, do? Bummer. <laughs> Which I suppose, in its own way, is. Uh, is also relevant, but it's still it still hit different. Some things never change. It's, I mean, the game's not wrong. I just didn't expect that to be the ending. I also didn't expect you to self destruct at the end either. Like yeah, your character like... is you you your character just kind of sucks at the end of the day. You you go on this suicide mission as a robot android, then you find out you're stupid because it says that your AI is not developed to make any choices on your own. So you're right. just like a dumb robot, and then you just and and you also have blew yourself up because the mission was a success. So right. you blow up his mountain base. The end. <laughs> so what is the point of even making them humanoid if you're not actually going to have them? you know, exhibit human traits at any point. You can just send them in as like T-100s. Well, because that's what their frame was. But then Japan was like, well, we kind of need breasts. That's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> well, I suppose with Kamaitachi, they just I mean, didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say he he is. And, and even ninjas mostly just I mean, he's he's humanoid. They're all humanoid, but they he's just a robot. They gave him like a the, the ninja mask. So, you know, for sure he's a ninja, not Mike Hagar. Right, yes. Even though, so, like, functionally, he is exactly Mike Hagar. He even does wrestling moves. Yeah, yeah. that's when they gave him the elbow drop. It's it's so satisfying at the remake, because he just, like, drops up and then just plows the elbow right into the ground. You can just do it whenever you want to. It doesn't have to be on an enemy, so it's very satisfying. That does sound fun, I'm not gonna lie. I, but honestly, I, all of the all of the, like, added moves sound like they're really fun. Yeah, it's I can't say otherwise, because I don't know. But... <laughs> The honestly, I I can't. I spent the first half of the time with this game, expecting to just kind of shrug it off and be like, "Yep, that's sixteen bit beat 'em up, bog yeah. standard." You know, six out of ten, it's all right. And then, like, the more I played, the more depth that game has. Each character plays differently. They all have different things that they're good at or bad at. Like, I found myself like wanting to use different characters at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a block. Yeah. If you hold down the attack button, then, then you start blocking. Uh, I, I continue to be infuriated by games on a six button controller that use three buttons, yeah, but then map four different actions to one button. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So like all of that, so, like, you know, you can put block on a trigger and that would have been great instead of making me have to, 
like hit the attack button, which launches an attack, and then I have to wait for the attack to finish, and then I can continue holding it to get the block to come out, making it way less useful than it would be, because even despite all that, the block is useful because you can walk while blocking. And it's got the a little great uh, crouching walking animation. That was actually in the arcade too. <laughs> the little the little crouch walk. Yeah. And, and it's can, actually important. You can it almost... walk, you can block walk. Block walking locks your position. So if there's a character on one side of you, you can actually like work on spacing. There's yeah. like actual fighting game no, knowledge. This game feels like they made three games and they were going or they were going to make a fighting game. They made three characters and like, do you have any other idea for characters? No. Uh, okay, let's make a beat em up instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all feel like they all feel like mid 90s, like mid-tier fighting game characters in terms of their capabilities. Um, yeah, and the, but the fact that it's it's you know what's weird is playing the game with Matt, I was having we had a we had a decent amount of fun. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I liked that the they were very um they didn't they they did not for a game that was based off of an arcade game that was out in the time where they wanted you to to purchase games and not beat them in a rental period. They have a yeah. ridiculously forgiving continue system. They really do. There's mid level checkpoints and unlimited continues. Um, Although I, I will, I will admit that like they balance that somewhat by giving you one life. So your continues basically are your lives. So every time you lose one life, you start back at a checkpoint. Whereas sure. like in a lot of beat em ups, there's just the whole thing where like you go down and then you respawn and keep going. Yeah. So you, you lose have to, you have to... that in exchange for infinite restarts at checkpoints which i actually right. kind of like better because it forces you to get through each of those challenges individually yeah i, I just brute forcing them by losing all your lives it's funny because the second stage was the hardest stage for us because there's no checkpoint and it's oh a, yeah yeah and so we died on it like four times and then the rest of the game we more or less sailed through without too much trouble like we would die because when you go to a different stage you don't regain your life yeah. like you keep the life that you had so it's like, oh, all right, well, let's see how far we can get, then we'll die and whatever. So we, we died every stage just because sure. that's how it goes. But yeah, in yeah. terms of difficult uh, content to get through, the second stage was by far the hardest for us. And it was funny because in multiplayer, you can sometimes juggle the enemies kind of like Streets of Rage 4. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so like Matt would hit him and then I would hit him again. And then sometimes I'd hit him in the air and then he would hit it again or like they would be getting up and he'd be on the backside. So he'd smack them that way. And it was, it was really fun. So you remember the one boss that you fought where you had to fight the two giant robot twins? Yes. That fight Boy, was, do I, that fight was super, super easy. Well, yeah. When, you, when you're actually doing two on two instead of two on one, I imagine a lot of the difficulty goes away. Yeah. And, and so watching you do it was, was fun because like, Oh, this is how they were supposed to be. It makes so much more sense. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because they're, they're difficult because, like, they're not super active. So if you can get them, if you can get them one-on-one, -on -one, like, you can just fight. They're just, like, regular enemies. Yeah, yeah. But, like, what happens is, like, it's that damn slide kick. <laughs> oh, man, that slide kick is brutal. It hurts so much, and, like, it it covers the full screen. You either have to jump over it or block low, which isn't really it's not really feasible because it takes it takes time to duck and it takes time to then attack and then get your and then have the attack finish and get your block out. 
Mm-hmm. And by the time you see that it's coming, it, it's so fast, you don't have time to complete all those actions. No. So you pretty much just have to jump it. Originally, or, or eventually rather, I realized that rather than try to low block it, because even then it kind of slides you back. Yeah. And they do a really good job of making sure they're on either side of you. So if you block it, you end up getting slid back into the other guy who will just kick you in the face. So eventually <laughs> I was just like, okay, so I'm just going to jump and do like my neutral, my like neutral the spinny like, blade thing. Yeah. Spinny blade falling attack. And that hits them. That actually has priority. So by jumping over the attack, I can not only like avoid that, but like doing the spinny blade thing gives me like a little extra hang time too. So I can, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I can actually like increase the frame window where I can like jump correctly. And then if he hits me when I'm at any point in that animation, he gets knocked down. One of the things I really liked about this game, even more than streets of rage four is the, you can knock bosses out of their attacks and animations. Yeah. I thought that was really difference. And, and I love, so the, the games, there's a lot of grappling involved, like, you know, throwing things and sometimes they throw you. And I absolutely adore the fact that there is friendly fire for the enemies. Yes. So I'm... if the enemy throws you in the air and you land on their friend, you get knocked down because you're being tossed. But so does the person you hit, which is so cool. Like my actual favorite thing in any beat-em-up is, is enemy friendly fire. If yeah. enemies can be affected by the same traps as you... If they can like, if you can trick them into hitting each other or if you can, or especially if you can throw one of them into the other ones and like knock them all down like that, that using that for crowd control feels so good. And this game has some funny moments too, where there's obstacles on the stage, like giant propellers. And if you position yourself in between them, they'll just just run into the propellers because the AI is dumb, but is it hilarious? Absolutely. (laughs) We, we we were laughing so hard the first time that happens. I I love I love those moments when when you're playing a game and it just it just makes you crack up. In it's not intended. Like it just maybe it's intended. I don't know. <laughs> but watching... I don't think it's intended to be amusing. It's just an obstacle. But like it just hits different because you see them like, <laughs> like so. Not to bring it and... back up, but like the Power Rangers game does this too. Oh, okay. Where enemies can actually be hit by certain like environmental obstacles and stuff. Yeah. And they will just get up and walk into them (laughs) and then like get knocked down and get up and walk back into them. And you can just stand still and watch them do that over and over. Yeah. I love that. It's great. That's what, that's why I'm saying like being able to use the environment and being able to use like being able to handle enemies in multiple ways other than just like, you know, hitting them directly gives mm-hmm. so much more depth and so much like so many interesting options in the game. And again, I cannot stress this enough. I wish the block were mapped to a different button oh, so that so you could better. just get it to come out immediately. But a 1994 beat up with any useful defensive option is automatically high tier. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's funny because I feel like a little bit um, I'm having a slight reverse effect, a, a reverse Gunstar Heroes. <laughs> Are you getting less hype as we talk about it? <laughs> no, it's not that I'm getting less hype because I enjoyed the game, but I don't think I'd even recommend it to people to play. 
Like, I don't think it, like, I enjoyed playing it, but there are so many good beat-em-ups out there that I don't think I could, like, I don't think I could legitimately say that you should spend two hours with this instead of, I don't like, Double Dragon Neon or something. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just funny, because I had this moment of, huh, I don't know if I really care about this game that much. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, you know, it's, it's junk food. Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. Like, I'm not upset like, I bought it. I'm not upset I played it. But I don't. I will. This will be a game I absolutely forget about. Yeah. In ten years, it is. It is a bag of chips. It yeah. is. It like. I'd say it's a nice bag of chips. Like it's a good. It's got a nice flavor. Yeah, it's, it's got a, a good flavor. It's like sour cream and onion or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love the cheddar and sour cream. Those ruffles. Man, those are. I haven't had those in a long time. But it's not like your favorite flavor. Oh, fair, fair. Yeah, it's a good flavor, right? Right. It's right. a good flavor. It's a flavor you like, and it's like, yeah, these are fine. It's like it's like your it's like your third or fourth favorite flavor of Doritos. <laughs> like you'd prefer like Doritos are the only chip that you open the bag and you immediately know you shouldn't eat them. Yeah, like it's you open true. it, you're like, oh, I'm gonna feel like crap if I eat any of these. But you eat one, you're like, well, I might as well eat the bag. Yeah. That's over with now. I don't know. I don't know how Doritos keep getting away with it. I don't know, I, man. But but you but yes, get what I'm saying. It's yes, like, absolutely. There is there is nothing like there's no long term benefit to eating this junk food. Mm-hmm. It's you're going to open it up. You're going to go through it really quickly, and then you're going to be done with it. And you will have enjoyed the experience and immediately forget about it. And eventually you will move on and have another experience just like it. That basically overwrites the memory of the last one. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I guess the only way this game will come back into my memory is if they re-release it again. (laughs) (laughs) At which point, instead of being like, Oh, I played that and it was kind of so, so mad. I don't really care about it. You'll be like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, I remember it, that game. I'll be like, oh, hey, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try it again. Because <laughs> like you said, it's your third favorite bag of Doritos where you're going to try it. Like, you're going to yeah. eat them. It's like, I remember that being enjoyable. It, that will be funny if that ever happens. And then that one I have more nostalgia for. Suddenly I'm like, hey, this is a cool game. I like this game a lot. You yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean? <laughs> I don't know. We, have a, we do have a track record of you saying you probably won't play games again and then playing them again like six months later. To be fair, that was just Mario 64 because I thought I was really sick of it. I thought I was just sick of Mario 64. You were 64. probably only sick of it because you were playing it for the podcast in like a pseudo forced situation. And then you go, and then you picked it back up and played it for fun. You're like, no, nah, it's still good. Maybe. Maybe you're right. You were playing it out of obligation rather than because you actually wanted to. That changes the way that I go that like I have to be careful because that changes the way that I approach a lot of games. And if I start to feel like I'm crunching it in when I don't really feel like doing it and yeah. I'm developing a negative opinion of it um, because I'm just kind of like doing it out of obligation, I got to like step away from it and reframe my thought process. I started doing that with Ninja Gaiden last week. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad that you came in so positive on Ninja Gaiden because I like that game. But I was playing it at a time when I was really busy. I had just finished like a 13 hour day of work. And then I picked up the switch to play in bed and like, and it was not letting you just play a video game. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was like, I have, it felt like I was just continuing to work. 
<laughs> you know, think... and then like you get to the last couple of stages and it's really it's really difficult and I'm having a hard time with it. And I'm just like, I really am just not enjoying Ninja Gaiden. The worst and so, ex- like I was going into the podcast with that mindset. And once you started saying like, man, this was awesome. Here's all the things that were awesome about it. I was like, yeah, no, you're right, actually. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I like I had sidestepped my whole like personal, like situational feelings on playing it this most recent time. There's mm-hmm. a reason I've played that game like eight times. It's it's the hardest part or the not the hardest. Yes. The worst part about um, no. Hold on. The worst way to experience almost anything is experiencing it under pressure, feeling forced. Yep. Yep. So yep. yep. If if you're going through your backlog of video games and you're like, oh, I've got to beat this. And then while you're playing through that game, you're actually just kind of thinking about how you're checking this off a list and how you're going to get to your next game. You're not really A, experiencing that game and B, right. you're probably not having a good time or like a great perspective of what that game is right. because then you're, you're doing it because you're forced to. If you're doing it for a million reasons, there's a billion reasons why you might feel like you're forced to play a game. In our situation, it's a little unique because we're trying to play, oh, hey, we're going to play this game this week and we want to try and get through it. Right. And if you can't have that self-aware uh, moment of, oh, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Am yeah. I having a bad time because I just want to be done with this video game and do something else because this is a quote unquote obligation? Right. Or, I want to check it off the list so I can do something else. Yeah. Th- then, then, as long as you're self aware of that to know, okay, I can I can compartmentalize this feeling, and it I'll try not to let it overshadow my my opinion of the game. That's okay. But it's 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 good to have those those moments sometimes it's cool that we end up playing the games at different times like not at the exact same time yeah and you yeah. have that the, the the little bit of distance between when you played it and when you talk about it can add a lot of perspective to how you feel definitely 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 I don't which know is why i'm it. glad that we're putting a few days between us between uh us and and talking about golden axe uh, go, go, golden axe we'll see you is next it, week everybody Gold. Cool. <laughs>